Ain't nobody listening to this shit. Welcome to the Beyond Our Service podcast, where two veterans with wives and kids pretend to know what they're doing in life. We look at the good, bad, and ugly and laugh our way through it all. So come join us as we go beyond our service. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond Our Service. This is Steve-O, and we are with Cousin Brian. How well, you doing, buddy? On? Good, man. It was uh, just sitting in a hotel up in Driggs, Idaho. Nice. Uh, you know. Oh, yeah, good old you know, Driggs. You know, just love living life, you know. See, I feel like a king of the castle, king of the castle. I have a chair. What? You know, have, you, uh, have you ever seen, uh, oh, no, Borat? And he, I have, yes, but yeah. it was so long ago. Yeah, but yeah, I'm up here doing some training for a job, new job, the new job that I got. So nice. Um, head back tomorrow. And, How's uh, it seem so far? It seems like it's going to be a great fit, man. I like it. I mean, delivering propane and selling propane accessories. I didn't God, think damn. I'd be Hank Hill my in my life, but apparently I am. So nothing wrong with Hank Hill. He he had a great career. Took care of his family. A good right. man, right? I mean, that's all you can really ask for in, in this day and age, really, is you know, get a good, steady, steady job and take care of the family and the people who depend on you. So, yep, it's pretty awesome. But I do have to say that you know, getting this job, I had to re up my uh, CDL and uh, all the endorsements that go with it. So, I was going to drive over to Idaho Falls last week after I found out I got my job, and I was going to drive over and get my fingerprints done for my hazmat, get it all caught back up. And, uh, we had a huge storm hit us. Now, if this storm would have hit Texas or anywhere else, I'm pretty sure you guys would have been locked in your houses for about nine weeks. Yeah. Well, I don't know what was there frozen precipitation coming from the sky. Yes. Massive amounts of it. Yes, we would have a hundred percent. Right. And when people up here, we woke up and I was like, well, I got to go. I'll get it. Let's go. And, uh, you know, we got a foot and a half of snow out of it. And, uh, Jeez. it was, it was not the best roads to drive on, but I got, <laughs> I made it over the pass. Everything started lightening up. I was like, oh, it's going to be great. You know, I'm going to get into Idaho falls and 40 miles from Idaho falls. I shut the road down. Oh, Close so what road. do you do? What do you do in the, cl- you just park? What the hell? Turn around and drive back. No way. So well, they close it. So like, if you were, so like, if you're driving, and they close it behind you, then you can't get back and you're done. But if they close it in front of you, you basically just stop and you either wait for them to open it or you can turn around and drive all the way back from which you came. Which is what I decided to do because I wasn't. I didn't. They're like, yeah, it could be. It could be two hours. It could be two days. We don't know when they're going to open it. Yeah. So when you and say if they close it behind you, you're done. What the hell does that mean? Like that road's closed until they open it again. So either you got to find a place to stay or an alternate route to try to get home. Which when I was in the oil field, there were there were times that I wanted to get home so bad that I would drive like an extra three, four hours just so like I have to like circle the whole state to try to get back home. Yeah. To get around the storm kind of thing. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, I've done that too, but 
I mean, in this case, if they had shut the roads behind me, I would have just found what I probably would have done is called a buddy that lives in Jackson or something and be like, hey, I'm kind of stranded. Can I stay at your home? Yeah. But I do have to say that I almost got into a head on collision on the way home. Because, yeah, because what had happened was there was a pullout on my side of the road and there was a a semi, uh, you know, just a, a bigger area where you can pull your, your car off the road and kind of park and, okay. you know, do you know, go to the bathroom or, you know, like a rest area. Tire. No, 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 no. It's just, just a big cement addition to the road. Okay. No, there's no buildings, anything like that. It's just a big, a big pullout. There's just an area where you can pull over. Okay. Okay. And uh, a semi had pulled over into that. So it was kind of on my side of the road. And he had pulled over into that and he's cleaning off his windshield and whatever. And this lady is coming from the opposite direction, but the semi is facing the way that she's coming. So she thinks that the semi is in her lane. Oh God. And I'm going around the semi and in my lane, but she thinks <laughs> that she's on the shoulder. I, in my mind, I can, you, cause you know, like when you pass people, you can see them in the vehicle, right? Yeah. <laughs> she has this death grip on the steering wheel and her eyes are about as big as dinner plates and just, just freaked out. And I have driven in these roads and these conditions my whole life. I mean, I grew up 30 miles from a town of a thousand people and I had to, I mean, I drove into the school and, you know, a foot, foot and a half of snow sometimes just so that I could get into school. And this lady just, when she passed me, I mean, she's, I don't know how she didn't hit my truck, but she didn't. But just the look of complete fear and panic. And it was, (laughs) my reaction when she passed was just go home. Why are you on the roads? Yeah. If you're that scared, why are you on the roads? And which leads to, to my topic of if you don't know how to drive in inclement weather, don't do it. Stay home. Yeah. Wait, wait for the storm to pass. Wait for the, the snow plows to get out and, you know, clear all the roads. But if you're uncomfortable driving in that, don't because you're going to cause an accident. So I will say, um, during snowmageddon here, um, some people can't, so don't necessarily have that option. So we had nurses. Of course, then you have like right. COVID and all the other crap going on. So then you really had to go, at least the uh, nurses had to go to work. And so um, I'm a part of a Jeep club here. And that's kind of the thing down here is we don't have mountains. We don't, mm-hmm. we have lots of cement. It's a Metroplex. Mm-hmm. So right. the vast majority of people do not have four wheel drive cars because there's Really no reason. I mean, it's you're talking like 1% of the time you may ever put your car in four-wheel drive. If you're just like a normal, unless you do it for fun like me, like to go off-roading or something like that, but you're not doing, like I'm doing that on purpose. So most people, they don't have, they just have like Hondas or something, whatever, right? Right. Dude. (coughs) So we ended up, the Jeep Club organized this deal. They did a great job. They had um, dispatchers. They had all kinds of stuff. And these nurses and first responders could call the Jeep club. It's a huge Jeep club. And we had volunteers. And so I volunteered like uh, windows of time. I'm like, yeah, I can drive. And so they just needed, cause they needed, most of us have like lifted Jeeps, 
obviously every a Jeep Wrangler is four wheel drive. So just the, right. it, it, the conditions weren't that bad um, at that time because it was snow on the roads. And so it wasn't just slick ice. It was snow. So you just, but some of these people, they just, they, ha- they don't have a vehicle to do it or they weren't comfortable. So they called us, they called the, the Jeep club and we went out and basically like taxied them around uh, to and from work for like well, the two cool. or three days that it was, you know, kind of legit where you had ice and you had, but it was mainly snow, man. So as you know, and I actually do know, when there's a little bit of snow on the road, you actually have pretty decent grip as long as you're not driving like an idiot. Yeah, and that's, you know, I was going to try to get into some pointers, but yeah, like if it's snowing and it's continuous snow and it's and it's like loose snow and you're packing the snow as you're driving, you have pretty good traction. It's it's when when you pack that snow down it be, and then the constant tread and pressure going over, it turns it to ice. Yeah. And that's when it gets bad. And especially when the snowplow goes over and basically polishes the ice. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that. And now you have an ice skating rink and it, and it can be pretty slick. Um, I, I, I don't cruise around in four-wheel drive unless I'm like in town where I'm stopping and starting and stopping and starting. Then I'll mm-hmm. put it in four-wheel drive because you just don't want to sit there and spin out. But I'm on like a main highway. Sure. I'll keep it in two-wheel drive. Now, if I start like I start feeling it slide or slip or whatever, I'm like, eh, might want to put it in four wheel drive now. But most of the time it's two wheel drive. Yeah. But you know, people just it's a feel. And and I don't know why I don't know if it's hard on some people or what, but I can tell you when my truck's sliding. Like I I can immediately feel it. I'm like, oh, there it is. And it's a trained reaction because I grew up driving in it is I immediately just left my foot off the gas. You don't hit mm-hmm. your brakes, never hit your brakes. Right. Right. Cause that's you, the best ex- explanation I've ever heard. It came from a guy who worked in the oil field, who went to a, uh, a winter driving course that um, his company sent him to. And basically they told you, you have enough friction on your tires to either accelerate to turn or to break, but not to do two at the same time. Hmm. So like if you hit your brakes, don't try to turn. If you're right. turning, don't hit your brakes or your gas. And if you're accelerating, don't turn either. Right. Cause you're just, all you're doing is you have enough friction to do one of one of those three things. And that's the whole goal of driving on ice is to keep friction between you and the ice, which sounds stupid, but you know, sometimes you have to, it's what you have to do. And so like sure. when you're driving, if you, if you feel it slip, just take your foot off the gas right now. You've eliminated one of those three, right? Right. So, and, uh, that's, it's always worked well for me. And if you do start, if you need to stop brake, pump your brakes, like break off, break off, break off, like you pump them and then it, it will keep you from just sliding. It's, if you, I'm sure with your GP, you have ABS and everyone has ABS now. Right. But when I was a kid, and I'm sure when you were a kid, not every car had a ABS system. Right. And that's what ABS basically does is it keeps you from locking up your tires and just sliding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's when you see like those skid marks where they're like, um, there's like little gaps in them. Yeah. Because it does like many, that. many pumps basically. Yeah. It's just really fast pumps. It's just. 
and it, it brings you down without slight. Well, I'll throw you can't see me do it, but I'm throwing air quotes up here. It keeps you from sliding. But yeah, it's uh. So have you ever have you ever like legit slid where it didn't matter? Basically, you <laughs> took your foot off the gas and like you're turning the wheel as much as you want. It just doesn't do anything. Yeah. So I got a I got a good good story on that one. So uh, this summer. I was, wasn't guiding a day off. Adele had a, a field trip up at uh, the Museum of the Mountain Man in Pinedale. And I was going to go up of and, course. you know, join, join with her and, and go through the whole little thing. They had all this stuff out and whatever. And so I'm leaving my house and I see some of my buddies putting their boat on the water. Now, this is summer, right? There's no ice or anything, right? But where they're putting down, there's a bunch of like a big grass field. And I can see my buddy has got his boat pulled around. They're not in the water yet, but they're getting ready to get in the water. And so in my head, I'm like, yeah, this is going to be funny. I'm going to drive up there. I'm going to slam on my brakes. I'm going to, you know, jump out of the truck and be like, what are you guys doing fishing my water? You know, to be funny. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I come around the corner. I accelerate. I hit my brakes. And it was early in the morning. It was like 8 in the morning. And the grass has dew on it and so when i hit my brakes my truck just starts sliding and there is nothing that i can do and i'm going too fast to turn it's not slowing down what a jackass yeah and so i slide right into his brand new boat boom hit it and i'm like oh no i don't care about my truck I'm sure, like, of I course. Just, I just hit this dude's twelve thousand dollar brand new drift boat, and so I jump out of the truck. Of course, everyone's like throwing their hands in the air, like I'm an idiot. Yes, which I am. And you I was were like, absolutely in that moment. You you've earned it for sure. Yeah, and I'm you know I'm apologizing up and down, left and right. I'm so sorry. I did not mean to do that. This is what I thought was going to happen. Blah blah. I back my truck up. And notice this giant dent down the front of my truck, right over the headlight. Like it just, that boat just dug into my truck. Mm. We're looking over his boat, did absolutely nothing, did zero damage to his boat. Really? I was extremely happy. Yeah. It only damaged my truck. So in the end, I came out a loser in both sides of it, but I would rather my truck been damaged than his boat. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good thing no one was in the boat. Yeah, at least the boat wasn't in the water, and I slid into the water. That'd been terrible too. Yeah, but so, yeah, so that was. But I've had more like like with ice. Um, I was driving back one time. Um, I had a 06 Cummins diesel driving, going pretty quick, and there was a uh, where it went from like sixty five to fifty five, and the road it was in the middle of winter, but the roads were pretty dry. But there's a there's a thing called black ice. Have you ever heard of that? Oh God. Yeah. Okay. So basically you can't see it. It's just crystal clear ice that you have no idea is there. And apparently I was on a big giant sheet of it. And when I tap my brakes to kick off the cruise control, which you should never use in slick conditions. When I tap my brakes to take off the cruise control, my truck broke free. Oh God. Literally doing 55 miles or I was doing 65 sliding from one side to the next, like both, like all the way around, like it was bad. And 
you have to stay calm, which is very, very hard to do. But, you know, you don't want to overcorrect. You don't want to cre- keep cranking the wheel as far as it'll go each time. You're trying to lessen that sway or that swing or that right. slide each time, right? I got it under control and didn't get into a wreck, but scared the ever-living daylights out of me. Like, yeah, man. To the, point, to the point where I had to pull over and, like, take a minute. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. Yep. Yeah, no, I'm fine. Yeah, let's let the hand stop shaking and we'll get back on the road here in a second. Yeah, man. We, so have you, um, we, during the snowmageddon, it was actually right at the beginning and it hadn't really technically started yet, but it was just the first few days we had like the Arctic blast or whatever. It got really cold. So it was very, I mean, it's probably in single digits, I think, or, um, what was it? It was probably in the teens that morning, but it wasn't when all the stuff came. Okay. So nobody was really worried about it yet. It was supposed to, you know, it's not going to come for another couple of days, but the nights had gotten pretty cold. We had a over 200 car pileup. Um, Holy cow. On our highway. And so that thing was, and it was, it made national news. It was, uh, as it should, as 200 cars, but it was a, um, I mean, it's not even, it's probably 10 minutes. Um, 10, 15 minutes from my house. And that's the same mm-hmm. road that like Renee used. She used it, but she was on the opposite side because oh, she doesn't goodness. work nights anymore. So if she worked night shifts, she would have been coming home that same time. And then she would have taken that same road. Oh, and man. what it was is we had these things called express lanes. And so the express lanes are like toll roads in the middle of the highways. And they have these big cement, like the big cement dividers. So you can't get on and off of them. There's only certain off like exits and enters entrances. Mm-hmm. So the rest of it's literally just, it's just one lane going one direction and it's got walls on each side. So you're, you know, like the worst thing ever is like somebody, there's a wreck and you're stuck in it because you can't get out and there's only one lane. So, <laughs> but the idea is that people, a lot of people aren't using them. So you can kind of buzz by all the really thick, bad traffic. So mm-hmm. we had black ice. So basically there was just enough drizzle at like five o'clock in the morning or whatever it was that around 536 it had all frozen but there was nothing to be seen like there was no ice there's no snow there's no nothing and dude this these cars come over this express lane up over a hill and in express lanes the speed limits are 75 Mm -hmm. so naturally everybody's going at least 80 and so or 90 yeah right and then you they came up over the hill and I guess there was one car started it. They got, they came out of control. And basically from the top of that hill, it's a very gradual hill. Like it's not much. It's just enough mm. that you can't, like it impedes your sight past it. Right. So as they, they wrecked, they lost control. One or two cars lost control, caused a wreck, blocked the road. Oh no. Then people are going 80 to 90 miles an hour. They can't see over the hill. But by the time you get on the other side of the hill and down, it's all black ice. And everyone was just, they'd come over the hill and lock their brakes up. It can't, it didn't matter. Didn't matter what you did. You were going 80 miles an hour. Eventually it didn't matter because the cars had gotten so far back. You were screwed no matter what you did. And there was oh, cars gotcha. trying to spin out, trying to hit the wall, trying to, just so they didn't just slam into all the other cars. I mean, you can watch it and there was video, dude, a, there's a, did you see any of these videos? I think I did, but I can't like. I've seen quite a few of those, but yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Okay, so this dude, <laughs> one of them, <coughs> it's a video 
someone's on the other on the other side of the road filming with their phone. The dude jumps out of his truck and not even he jumps out of his truck and jumps over the median wall. And right as he jumps over a median wall, a semi truck is going like 60 miles an hour, 70 miles an hour, hits his truck like 30 feet in the air. Oh. And then it comes and lands on the cab and lands on another truck. Oh my goodness. And dude, it, that just happened over and over. And it was all the semis, like every dude, yep. every semi over and over. And you're just like, it's just such a weird slow motion, like devastation over and over. And you're like, God almighty, how the hell does this keep happening? But it's because yeah. nobody and could see it. They just, they're just cruising along. And the second they saw it, there was nothing they could do. It was too late. When I was, when I was in the oil field, um, you would like, I always expected, you know, especially growing up and as a kid, like you would see these guys driving big rigs and semis and like, Oh, they're professional drivers. They know how to drive in all weather conditions. Right. That, that is not the case. What? No, I know. That's shocking. Uh, it's shocking. but there was uh, a couple of times cause I 80 that runs through Wyoming mm-hmm. is one of the worst roads I think in the United States for closures okay. and you get terrible winds terrible drifts, all this ice, all this stuff. I remember we were going out to a job one time and I was driving, um, my wireline logger, big semi. And as we left the shop, we had the whole pre-safety trip meeting about, listen, roads are crap, go slow. We don't care. We'll get there eventually. We don't care how slow you go. And so I think I was doing like 30 maybe. Mm-hmm. And the, we had a 50 ton crane behind us the guys driving it. He's, you know, got good, good follow distance, you know, not doing over 30. And this guy in this pickup passed me with this little short trailer with a bobcat on the back. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, those skid yeah. steers. Yep. Yep. He passes me doing, I bet 50, 60. And that little trailer's just, just back there swaying from oh, side God. to side. That shit, and I was like, that scares the shit out of me when mm-hmm. you see that. And I was like, oh, he's going to lose it. Like I even came, I went over to the CB talking to my, my crane behind me. I said, this dude's going to lose it. Get ready to stop. And literally as he came over in front of me to, to come back over, that trailer just kicked off, swung. And just, he started doing three sixties down the interstate. Right. Well, I start pumping my brakes and I come to a stop. Well, this I'm unaware because I'm looking at the guy in front of me. Mm-hmm. And out of nowhere on the right side of me, I'm in the far right lane. So he's on the shoulder. This semi just, I mean, comes roaring by me because he was going so fast he couldn't stop. Jesus. And just use common sense when you're driving. I don't understand why people like don't understand the, okay, the roads are slick. I should probably reduce my speed so that if I do have to stop, mm-hmm. I can't. But apparently that has gone out the window and a lot of the semi drivers don't, a lot of them too, I think are are foreign or have, you know, immigrated into the country and, you know, call me what you want. Uh, Well, you are white. So there's that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm automatically, I'm automatically racist. hundred percent. So learn to drive. And if you're not comfortable driving in ice and and cold weather, just stay home. Man, we, it's, it's unbelievable here and you get people from all over the country because it's the Metroplex. So people move in from everywhere and Mm -hmm. it is, it's amazing how, how unbelievably bad or stupid people drive. And for us now, the ice is a problem because we don't get snow. So if it does rain and drops or whatever, 
Like it, there is no snow. Like we only get ice. We get ice storms and we get ice. You'll get black ice. You'll get whatever. So I'm not talking about that part because that stuff is a little scary. We got all those big bridges and stuff. Okay. Get it. But dude, when it rains here, people lose their mind. Just rain. Yeah. Not even a lot of rain, just a little bit of rain. People will go 20 miles an hour under the speed limit and they will have flashers on and they like, it's very easy to see. You can see for miles, like it's unreal. And I don't understand how or why that happens and where all of these people come from that have never driven in fucking rain. Like it's just rain. And we're not talking downpour torrential straight winds. You can't see 20 feet in front of you. Like, no, 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 no. You're just a drizzle. Just a, just a nice, peaceful, slow rain. <laughs> that you're like, oh, wow, this is really nice. I'm going to sit on my front porch and just listen to the rainfall. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. That's all you got, man. And it's unreal. Uh, I and don't then, understand it. So really quick, one one thing I did, I did want to say, talking about all the ice and stuff. Dude, I, I'll never forget how funny it was. We were in college. It was in Oklahoma State. We had this massive rain, ice, snowstorm thing come through. First time Oklahoma State, like in school history, ever had to shut down school for at least a day for snow or ice. They do get, I mean, it's a little further north. They get some weather, some colder weather, but it was just a, it was crazy. It was like four inches of ice. I mean, it, you had all the broken trees, all this stuff. And, oh, right, uh, right. Dude, it was so hilarious because it's a, such a tiny town, but you, like, I almost ran into i almost ran off the road i'm going like two miles an hour i pick renee up from her house (laughs) i swear to you i like tap the gas just to get up and we're kind of going a little bit and and then i just i try to like pump the brakes nothing try to turn nothing and i'm literally going right towards a tree it was just just enough downhill slope i'm like oh my god it is the most slow it was like austin powers when he's that guy screaming at the steamroller who's money going like <laughs> half a mile an hour. I'm like turning the wheel, going crazy. I'm like, ah, ah. And I'm literally maybe a mile an hour just like me. And just I'm like, oh my God. I looked at Renee. I was like, we're going to hit this stupid tree in like two minutes. And I can't stop. I don't know what to do. And we oh saw, dude, we saw so many people just kind of do the same thing. Like slow motion. Nobody got hurt. No damage. It was like these weird slow motion just accidents trying to stop and then they would just run off the road into the sidewalk they just couldn't like (laughs) everything was slow motion enough time for them all to be like you can see the driver like putting his hands up like what the fuck what am i supposing to do like turning the wheel it's just like a man people just stepping out of their vehicles and just letting them go i swear to god you could get out of the vehicle and just watch your car pop the curb and then just kind of eventually stop you're like this is the most ridiculous like because dude it was Awesome. It was just so funny because it wasn't like people slamming into things. It was just the most innocent, <laughs> like <laughs> anticlimactic, just slow motion slides everywhere. Everywhere you went, we finally got to home and we stayed in our, uh, in my house, actually in our little like rental place. We stayed there for like three nights. The heater broke and it got down oh, to no. like 40 something degrees inside. <laughs> was, oh man. It sucked. We had to walk to like the grocery store to get some food. It was it was dumb. It was fun. Have you but have you ever seen those videos of the like the people who like live on a hill and they've had those ice storms and like the people are like in their like their windows like filming the cars coming down and they're just sliding 
And like, <laughs> like they're just like sideways sliding and they'll rotate, they'll go backwards and then they'll pop off that curb. And then they, it's like a big giant game of pinball. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they slam, they're like pop banging off the sides of other cars on yeah. the side of the road. Yes. I have seen those. That That's is- like the, like your worst nightmare, right? Like your your vehicle stopped there. It's parked. It's not even moving. And here comes somebody just slow motion. Hitting every damn car on the way down. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, I love those videos. It's, I don't know why, but like, it's just, you know, like that 200 car pileup, everyone's flying at eight miles. Like that was awful. But the slow motion, like slowly taking out a stop sign, that's hilarious to me. Like it's just so funny um but yeah man i don't know drive people need to learn how to drive better in rain or any kind of inclement weather and in here in the metroplex i'm not gonna speak for the whole state of texas but the metroplex my god even like peaceful weather they suck at it it's unreal (laughs) right (laughs) it can be sunshiny and just oh look i've i've run off the road i think a lot of it has to do with cell phones too Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are just distracted looking down at their, their cell phones, texting or watching YouTube or whatever. Yeah. But oh, I, it's unreal. Um, I've, that's definitely I've a almost, thing. I, I always get aggravated because, like, out here in Wyoming, I'm driving. Like, if you're going from town to town, like, you can go 50, 60 miles and never see another car. Yeah. Not that big of a deal. Like, if I go to Denver, I'm always got my phone like down. Like I never pick my phone up because I'm like, who are these people are everywhere? And I'll look to like left or right, and there's just people constantly. And like there's like bumper to bumper bumper traffic, people doing 75 miles an hour, like six inches from each other, and they're looking at their phones. Oh yeah, I've done it for sure. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, because you, my when God, you're in the city, you just get you, you get so like desensitized to it, you get so used to it, and then right. then you feel comfortable, and then you'll pick your phone up at dings or whatever. And you just look at it. Like it's not a big deal. And yeah, you're going 80 miles an hour and you're four feet from other cars. Yep. And I've caught myself doing, it. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? And I'll put it down and, and be more cautious of it. But at first there's always, I mean, it happens all the time where I'm just driving and then, you know, somebody messaged me or whatever. And I'll just take a look and I won't like open it, but I just like, I'll just kind of look and see who it was. But even right. then, you know, I'm, you're going 80 miles an hour. Like, just the like two seconds it takes happen. to look down, you've gone, I don't know how many feet, but you've traveled a lot of distance. Yeah. So at least half done. a football field, if you know, at least 50 yards or so. Oh, you I, know. I would imagine. Um, we could probably Google it, but I'm not going to. Yeah. Yeah. They don't need, you know, exact measurements, but you're going really fast and you cover a lot of distance. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh. <laughs> So are you, you going to make it through this, man? man sorry, I had COVID and I've actually, I've actually muted most of the coughs, but every once in a while I miss one, <clears throat> but well, the, you, um, you had COVID and you're still alive. Believe it or not. Um, my entire family got COVID and we are all, are you alive. the only one who survived? Nope. We're all alive somehow. Um, Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. I think we got the Omicron, um, except for oh. Renee. She actually ran a fever and was mm. a little bit sick. And uh, for like another, she's probably sick for, and by sick, I mean, she didn't feel good for probably an extra two days, mm-hmm. but she did lose her sense of smell and taste for like three or four days. Um, mm-hmm. So te- I think that's not supposed to be the Omicron, the newest. Oh, so strain. she had like the Delta then, huh? She must've had the Delta or the Zulu. I have no clue, but uh, I had the Omicron. 
Um, I never ran a fever. It's basically just a upper respiratory like sinus infection. It's the it oh, okay. feels the exact same except you don't have there's not like green snot. There's not the actual infection part in your sinuses. But gotcha. it, it feels like it. You have like your nose will run. Like I had, I never got much of a headache, but like you, your head feels like a balloon. That's all. I mean, mm. you just feel like uncomfortable, like a, like an allergy attack where you're just like, God, I don't feel good, but I don't feel, I don't feel really bad. I just feel like all stopped up and just jacked up. Like it's obvious something's wrong, but then you, but you just don't feel that bad. Other than I slept like absolute dog shit for the first two nights. <laughs> I swear to God, I may have I may have gotten three hours of sleep like two nights in a row. So that next day, I've that was what made it all worse. Was I just I was exhausted. Oh um, man! But that was it. Like, and then it was over. The kids had it for, I swear to you, Lily had Omicron for three hours and was done. <laughs> and was done. She ran a fever for like twenty minutes. She said she didn't feel good and she had a headache. Oh man! And then. Three or four hours later, we're like, hey, how are you feeling? Whatever. We never gave her Tylenol or anything because it wasn't a high-grade fever. And uh, she's like, yeah, I feel fine. <laughs> and we're like, huh, that's weird. And so she was the first one to get it. So we were like, oh, that's, oh, well, I don't know what that was. And then right. like three days later, I started coughing. And I was like, that's weird. And then I got, <laughs> I've got the whole sinus thing. And dude, I wouldn't ever, I, I just wouldn't have thought it was Omicron or covid I would, I would never right. have thought anything of it other than I had a cough and we had some friends coming over the next day for New Year's Eve and I felt like I knew I was going to be coughing a ton and because it's a dry cough, but it, I mean, I, I coughed, you cough all the time, at least I did. So I couldn't, um, I was like, I'm just going to go get a test because they're, they've been a lot more cautious of COVID and just out of respect, I, I'm going to be hacking up a lung. So I want to be able to be like, look, it's allergies or something. It's not COVID. I got tested, right. took a test and got positive. It's like, oh, that's the bitch. worst. I gave it to my entire staff. You're such a good boy. <laughs> I know. I honestly had no idea. And I really didn't have any like legit symptoms till Friday. So I didn't go to work Friday because I did wake up and I was like, I feel terrible. I just feel so exhausted. My head's still more congested, whatever. Like I have something. And I've told my employees because they've asked me a couple times, like, do we need to get tested? And I'm like, listen to me. If you are sick. I don't give a shit, pandemic or not. If you got a fever or something, do not stay home. come to my office and get the rest right. of us sick. Or that doesn't change. Home. Exactly. I'm like, it's just sick as sick. Don't don't bring it here. Well, exactly. I didn't think I was sick. I had like a slight cough. Woke up the next day, a little bit worse cough. Nothing else. And supposedly with this Omicron thing, you can be um, contagious for like two days before you have symptoms. Hmm. Monday through Thursday, I did one-on-one -on -one annual reviews with each one of my employees for an hour <laughs> in my office. No, you're doing great here. Really. Doors closed. Yeah. And I'm like, and I well, so the, for the first two days I didn't cough. Third day is when I start, I woke up with a weird cough, but it was very seldom and it was super dry. I'm like, man, I don't know what the hell, it must be some kind of allergy or I don't know. I mean, it, it like the five days, four days before that, it was 85 degrees here. So I'm just, a, I don't have much allergies, but I thought like uh, something bloomed that doesn't, isn't supposed to bloom in the winter. And so right. weather's just insane. Okay, whatever. I don't feel bad. No fever. I'm good. <coughs> then I get to Thursday, coughs a little bit worse. I've, I've met my entire staff by this point. <laughs> and then I'm like, at the end of the day, <laughs> Thursday night is when I tested 
And I was like, oh, like I had to message okay, my whole team. Now I was that like, I right. have uh, efficiently exposed my entire staff, uh-huh. yep. I will now take a test to see if I have something. Yep. And then, and the only reason I did that was because of my friends coming over. And then, uh, so we opened our second office. Second agency opened that next Monday, January 3rd. Eight of my 10 employees were out sick (laughs) (laughs) between two offices. And I couldn't go either because I was still in my quarantine period. So I came in Tuesday. Dude, I was the receptionist, which went real well. And then I'm sure I had a girl, like an old lady, walk in to make a payment. And like nobody's in the office. And she just kind of looks at me and looks around. She's like, Is are you it? And I was like, <laughs> I am today, I mean, lady. <laughs> um, I kind of gave my entire staff COVID. She's like, oh, dear. I was like, yep. <laughs> Give me your money and let's move on. Right. Um, yeah, it was it was fun, though. It really wasn't bad. Luckily, it was very mild. It was mild for everybody, including my staff. It was it was not bad. Um, nobody got, like, really sick. So that was that's a good thing because right. as much as yeah, I, I mean, like to make fun of this COVID, anybody. Exactly. It's like as much as I like to make fun of the COVID thing, um, I I mean I have known and have some my one of my employees she's she's had two friends die from like the Delta one, so there mm. were some people that got some got the serious ones uh, and got really sick or and then they got pneumonia really bad. I mean it was scary for some of those people, and uh, luckily none of that happened with us, so it was good. Um, oh, did you hear the new? Uh the new news about COVID, not to try to get political, um, the Supreme Court ruled today that the mandate, vaccine mandate, is no more. Good. Well, That's except not for surprising. healthcare workers. Healthcare workers, the vaccine mandate will go in effect, but um, and you know, everybody else That's doesn't awesome. have to do it. Yeah. You know, I didn't hear that. I knew it was coming up, and I'm glad that that happened. And that's what mm-hmm. I've said this whole time is, you know, if you're going to have, um, like, it's always made sense. The, Renee's a nurse. She had to get the flu shot. Every, right. I have three friends that are doctors. You have to get the flu shot. It's not a, it's not a debate. You just have mm-hmm. to get it. Flu kills a lot of people. You're going to be around a bunch of sick people. It's just the way it is. This, this is a lot like the flu. Okay. It sucks. I get, I get their fear of, and the leeriness of just like, look, we haven't had this vaccine around very long, blah, blah, blah. But right. you're still in the healthcare profession. Like, that's the same. Like, it's, that makes It's sense. just like the military. I mean, you, exactly. you joined up. You knew what you're getting. You, you signed your body over to the government. If they tell you you have to get a shot, you, you probably have to take it. You, absolutely. Well, How many shots did and, you have to take? I don't. Dude, I can't even count. Exactly. I mean, I, I remember lining up in the line, and I think there was – six or seven mm-hmm. stations of two people a piece putting those air. I had the air guns, you know, and they just injected into you. You stop each arm, pop, pop, next, pop, pop, next, pop, pop, next, pop, pop. And yep. I don't, I don't remember what I had or what I got. And I remember the giant uh, penicillin shot that they gave us all though. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. That thing hurt like hell. Okay. I got a great story about that. <laughs> so me and shit talked about this. Too. The, um, the whole like mandating the military to get COVID shots. Um, totally agree, man. You just, you made that decision. Sorry. You don't have rights. You're a piece of property. Like you get, exactly. you get sunburnt. You can get destruction of government property. You, yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, they own your ass. And, uh, 
so I don't remember if I told this story or not, but I'll say it again because it's a great one and it's short. We were in the same line doing the whole thing. There's this dude in front of me. He is not good with needles. He told me about it. I'm like, and we're like in processing, right? So I was just like, it doesn't matter. You're going to get the shots. Mm-hmm. Just try to stay relaxed, dude. He is like heaving, breathing so heavily, just like panicking. <laughs> and he's like, and then I'm like, we, we, I mean, he makes it through the whole thing, get to the penicillin shot. This is the last one. It's the big one. Mm-hmm. Shit hurts. And the the medic tells you, put all your weight, like which butt yep. cheek? And you're like, right butt cheek. Okay, put all of your weight on your left leg. Relax Let your right, right leg hang and relax. You don't want to be tensed up for this. Yep. It will hurt a lot less. And so he's like, okay, he is panicking and like shaking. <laughs> and he <coughs> doesn't take all of his weight off. He stands there. The dude starts to get the shot. Like right as he hits him in the ass with that needle, the dude lunges forward, which pulls the needle back out before he could put the medicine in. He had to get it again. Dude, they yelled at him and he's like, you're a dumbass. Like now I have to put it back in. Right. Because I didn't even get a chance to put the medicine in. You you Mm -hmm. fucking moron. I mean, they're just (laughs) screaming at him. And I'm like, God. Right. That's awful. Like, yeah. it's, and I'm sitting behind him watching the entire thing. Like, I see the penetration and then I see him like lunge out. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Oh, God. Oh, shit. I'm like, oh, dude. That's oh. the worst. Dude, I, my story about it was right. I'm going through the line, right? And then they had, like, it was a single file line. And then when you went to get the penicillin shot, you went to the left side or to the right side. Mm-hmm. And, I kept watching the right side because there was a really attractive nurse giving that shot on the right side, right? Nice. And I'm watching her, and I'm like, yeah, like I'm, I'm going to go to that one. I'm going to go to that one. When my turn comes up, you know, you do the whole count before it actually happens, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, Well, I I couldn't see. There was one guy on our flight. It was like six foot eight, and he was like two people in front of me. And so I thought I could see everyone in front of him, and so I'm like, I've counted it right. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to the hot nurse, right? Mm-hmm. And I get get up there and I see him go, or I see this short little guy in front of him go right. I'm like, Oh no. And I look up <laughs> to the left and there is this behemoth of a man who like, I'm pretty sure he had to have his BDU specially made because his arms were so, this dude was huge, like a bodybuilder, like massive dude, bald head, like six foot five. <laughs> like, so I get up there and he's like, pants down, wait on your left foot. And do the whole thing. And he wasn't gentle, dude. He stabbed me. I mean, slammed it. Yeah. And I remember as soon as we got it all, you had that big lump in your, in your ass cheek. And then uh-huh. as soon as we got back to the dorms, they, or the, the bay or whatever you want to call it, um, they made us get into PT clothes, go out, stretch it, and then go run for like two miles to try to get it to absorb into your body. <laughs> and I remember that was the worst run ever. My my right butt was, that right butt cheek hurt so bad. Like every step, it was just like pain. It was terrible. Oh, yeah. I remember just it being so bruised and sore for days. And then mm-hmm. kind of I kind of forgot like why. I'm like, God, why the hell is my right butt cheek so sore? And then... <laughs> The guy kid next to me is like, dude, it's the shot. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I had a, I caught a super bug one time. I caught strep throat. And it was a super bug that was antibiotic, uh, antibiotic resistant. Oh, shit. And uh, I had taken all the penicillin 
you know, the amoxicillin or whatever they give you. I took all 10 pills, right? I did the whole treatment all 10 days. And then it came back and I got sick again. And I went back to the doctor and he was like perplexed. He was like, dude, I did, I took it all. Like I didn't skip any days. Like yeah, I took right. all the medications and it, it's back. And he's like, oh, man, you can tell he's perplexed. He's like looking through his medical books and he comes back and he goes, he had his back to me and he goes, have you ever had a penicillin shot? And he turned back <laughs> around and he looked and he goes, that's the face of someone who's had a penicillin shot. <laughs> You're like, no, no. <laughs> Just had all these flashbacks come back. I was like, no, I don't want another one. Did you ever have to get the smallpox shot? No, I never got the smallpox vax. I know Dude. a bunch of my buddies who got deployed did, but I never got deployed. So that? I never had to get it. That mother is terrible, but it's not it so much like the mother. Sh- exactly. It's not the shot itself. I mean, it doesn't feel good, but it's, it's the whole thing about it after that, because it is a, it's like what a six week long process or four week long process of it. Like they gave me a huge sheet and they're like, okay, are you, do you fall under any of these things? And I'm like, mm, no. And they're like, okay, good. Then you can have it. And some of them are like, are you, is your wife pregnant? Is, are you married? And do you guys sleep in the same bed? Like, dude, it was the most insane stuff. And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, I'm married and stuff. They're like, okay, well, you may not want to have sex for like a little bit. I'm like, what? And they're right, like, cause you could give it to them. Yes. So the whole thing is it's a live virus. Yep. And they take a needle and they take, you get like seven or 10, whatever. And they do a circle. And yep. then it doesn't do anything for the first couple of days. And then that mother, that thing starts to bubble and swell and like grow. And it is mm-hmm. the nastiest looking thing. And but it's a true vaccine though. Like that's the thing about oh, it. It's, it's a true vaccine. Oh, it was legit. You just like, if I, if I would have had Lily, like if I had kids, they wouldn't have been able to give it to me. Um, oh, like really? If you have little babies or anything like that, like newborns, they, you're not eligible like there was some legit things like you can't do this, this, and this. I couldn't get in the pool. The nice thing was I couldn't get smoked because you can't sweat. Oh. Yeah. So for like four weeks, they basically <laughs> gave me a piece of paper. Like if you start getting in trouble and they try to make you do like push them stuff, you have to give them this slip of paper and remind them that you have the stupid vet. Because we were about to deploy. So they're like, you, you got to like do this thing right. And I was like, okay. And so we did pool PT one day and I was like, oh, Sergeant, I can't do it. And he's like, you lucky son of a bitch. And I was like, <laughs> what do you want? he's like, just stand over there. You dumbass, Like you piece of shit. I'm like, well, you know, I had to get it. And he's like, I know, shut up. Just go over there. And I got to sit there and watch them just get destroyed in a pool. And I was You're like, over there eating cupcakes yeah, and brownies. I, can, like, I literally hey, can't do anything. And they can't get mad at me. Like, I, it's not like I did anything wrong. I just was like, it's just part of it. Then they're just one. And afterwards, the one of my, my team leader was like, you, he just started laughing. He's like, you're a lucky bitch. You are a lucky bitch to miss that. And then, uh, but dude, so then the scab, so the scab, it forms a scab, does the whole thing. You're not even supposed to like shower for very long with it. <laughs> if the scab falls off, you're supposed to put it in a Ziploc bag and take it to the medics. Oh my God. Because the scab can supposedly still spread smallpox. Oh my god, dude! My scab. I woke up one morning and Renee rolled over and she was like, "Where's your scab?" And I was like, "I don't know." And we never found it. It just disappeared in the bed, 
where the dog oh, ate no. it or something, and it was gone. <laughs> like it was just gone. it was tiny, but it was gone. And I was like, "Great!" She's like, you "That's gave your dog so disgusting, dude." She like took all the sheets off, washed them, and she's like, "Do I need to burn the sheets?" It's like I don't freaking know. It's just ridiculous. Blankets to the Indians that were in smallpox, and that's how they got it. So we should just burn it. <laughs> I don't know, baby. I don't know what the hell to do. Like. It, Read the little piece of paper they gave me. It's just insane. <laughs> burn man. Them. Do we burn the sheets? Just, yeah. Just, oh, she's dead house. serious. She's like, do burn we? The house down. Do I, should I burn the sheets? I'm like, I don't think that's necessary, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know. Maybe. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Take care, buddy. All right. Talk to up. you next week. Bye. All right. End it. Drop it. Send it. This has been. Beyond Our Service Podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, review, tell your friends all about us. This show can be found everywhere major podcasts are available. And if you'd like to reach out, please head over to beyondourservice.com and let us know what you think or find out how you can be a part of the show. See you next time.